Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show Pubcast. Hello and welcome to this emergency edition of the Politics Joe podcast. Play the emergency podcast klaxon, Ava Santina. Play it now. Oh! Um, we're joined instead of Ed Campbell by this delightful bottle of Scotch Blend whiskey because we're recording this before 11am in the morning. So I think a bit uncivilised to have a lager. I haven't That's... tried it yet, actually. It's not bad. You made this. I did, yeah. I did. That's really nice. Mm. That's... Irish coffee. That's for you. frighteningly nice. Yeah, it's da- dangerous. It's dangerous, <laughs> that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Better than sugar. Yeah. Not bad. Um, we're talking because breaking news today, right, about uh, the MP Geraint Davis. He's been suspended from the Labour Party. You're a member of the lobby, the only serious political journalist among the politics. Thank team. you. But if you're watching on the uh, on the YouTube, you'll be able to see Charlie Herbert's mug that I'm using. Which he's a Joe writer. Uh-huh. And he has a, a mug that says fucking fantastic journalist. And that you both are. Well, you know. And that you both are. So uh, tell me, what's going on in the Labour Party? What's happening with Geraint? So we're speaking moments after Geraint has had the whip removed. Sorry, whip suspended by the Labour Party. And that was in reaction to an article that came out in Politico this morning, which is Esther Weber has found that there have been multiple sexual harassment allegations made against the Swansea West MP. Um, these have been going on for quite some time, actually. A few Labour advisors that I have spoken to this morning have told me it's been on the whip's desk for nearly a year. So some of these allegations include a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old. And so a lot, most of them follow a pattern. It seems to be that this Labour MP has been out for drinks of an evening, sometimes in parliamentary bars. And he has allegedly been speaking to younger colleagues and bought them drinks, perhaps suggested they go back to his flat generally made them uncomfortable. And those are the allegations at the moment. So just in the interest of obviously doing our due diligence, uh, Mr. Davis does deny the allegations. Um, He gave a statement to Politico that said, I don't recognise the allegations suggested and do not know who has made them. 
A spokesperson for the Labour Party said, these are incredibly serious allegations of completely unacceptable behaviour. We strongly encourage anyone with a complaint to come forward to the Labour Party's investigation. Um, tell me more about the Whip's desk and this being there for a year. I mean, is this just due process taking place? What's the story? Why Why does something like that, if it lands on a... Well, actually, also, maybe as well, explain for those who aren't familiar what a whip is. You know, Well, a whip is um, a member of parliament who is in the parliamentary party who essentially keeps other members of the party in check. So if there's going to be a controversial vote, the whips will go out and they will tell their set of MPs that they have to vote in a certain way. So, I mean, an an example of that would be um, Christian Wakeford. He is uh, a whip and he is responsible actually for a few of the MPs who are part of the socialist campaign group. So he'll go off to them and he'll be like, don't you dare vote for free school meals. We decided we're not going to. Yeah. That's uh, that's really a fairly a fairly um, spicy job for uh, a whip in Keir Starmer's Labour Party policing those guys. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so allegedly, a, a, well, apparently, according to the advisors that I've spoken to, it's been sitting on the desk for some time, which means that they are aware of it, but there had been no formal complaint made. Mm. But you see now, kind of a formal complaint is odd territory because... I would like to think that in a workplace, if there was a rumour going around that someone had allegedly groped someone else during drinks, as a manager, you'd go, I'm going to have a little look into that because that seems not very good for morale. You know, <laughs> just base <laughs> levels. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, other than, other than what's right, what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, I guess... Um... There's there's kind of procedures and does this get escalated to a formal complaint, etc. But if something like that comes to your attention, you are kind of beholden, not not just from a corporate perspective, but you know, from from a sort of moral moral and ethical perspective. Morality and MPs, Ollie Feet. But no, as an individual, you know, if you find out that like something that has happened, it's 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 beholden on you to establish if it's happened. Beholden. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no pun intended. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the other allegations that are around the Labour Party at the moment. Sure. So the past couple of months, it's been a busy, busy agenda on the sexual harassment front for them. So Labour MP Neil Coyle, he was recently suspended after um, some allegations of racist behaviour were raised. So that was against a member of the parliamentary lobby. So one of the journalists, he allegedly was racist to him in the strangers bar, which is on the estate. He had the whip suspended. Now, he's now had it restored, but oddly, there are also allegations against him that have been upheld of harassment. Um, and this was uh, from an event, uh, from a moment that took place. Oh, what's the word? From a... Um, at Labour Party conference? Yeah, but I'm trying to think of what the word is. Anyway, so from something that happened at Labour Party conference. And um, there's also been a Labour aide who has recently left the party after allegations of sexual harassment were made against him. And he sat in the leader's office, so he was advising Keir Starmer's front bench for too long after those allegations were going around. Do you know when, when something, a rumour becomes so ubiquitous that everyone knows about it? Like the rats that lick the parliamentary dinner plates knew about it. And it's kind of like, you obviously do know and have heard some things. Surely you should have launched an investigation but, you know, Labour aren't the only ones. There's actually 56 MPs from across the parties who are currently facing 
allegations of sexual harassment and uh, nothing is being done about those. That's an extraordinary number, mm. you know, considering there's 350 parliamentary constituencies, you know. 650. 650, yeah, 350. Getting my uh, electoral yeah. maths mixed up, yeah. Maybe um, if we had proportional representation, Ollie. Do we want proportional representation? Your agenda comes right back in, doesn't it? Abuses, yeah. Ollie wants a full country of UKIP. Always, we get it. Always making, always making political points about um, other people's misery. I mean, is is this... Are, are these people just wrong-uns? Is there a broader culture in Westminster? I mean, you're there all the time. I'm not. I've been occasionally with you. And the kind of pomp and swagger of some of the... MPs in there makes me a bit sick. Um, they are obviously they you know they're part of the legislature of this country. They have a powerful position, but I had bad I get bad vibes from quite a lot of them. Um, is this is I'm 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 trying to sort of tease out whether this is a broader cultural problem, or whether it's mm -hmm. or whether it's just down to the individuals that are that are being investigated for these things. I don't know what your perspective on that is. I think to answer that question, you kind of need to understand the culture and the atmosphere that exists in Parliament. So on the Westminster, on the estate, there's kind of this sort of schoolboy feel about it. Like it really feels like, well, what I imagine a public school boarding house would have been like. And there's this kind of like weird protections that are around certain members and there's a hierarchy. That hierarchy is even on the badges that you're forced to wear all around the estate. So there's different colours for your rank, you know, like an MP will wear a silver one that's like access all areas. I wear a red one, which is just restricted to the lobby. Green staff member is kind of like bottom of the pile. They can only go to the bars if an MP invites them on certain days. So this is weird hierarchy. Now, on my first day in Parliament in the lobby, I was in Strangers Bar and I was actually with a friend of the podcast, Matthew Torbett, mm. who is a Labour advisor and a Tory advisor put his hand up my skirt and I'm not talking like in a light way or like a like an accidental brush pass I mean like he went right up my skirt and I was so shocked I didn't even know what to say and I was worried that Matthew was going to get into like a pub brawl with him and I was just like no no no, no. we're technically a place of work stop 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 yeah let's leave it and a doorman so these doormen are um they wear white tie and they're on the doors. Like most bouncers, yeah. Yeah, like a bouncer, but except it's, you know. Parliamentary, yeah. yeah. Like boarding school. Yeah. And um, he came over and he reported him to Speaker Lindsay Hoyle. Mm. And that was a really crap thing to happen on my first day horrific. in Parliament. It's more than crap, it's, it's yeah. appalling. But it's a really good idea and insight into what it's like there. It's kind of like a hotbed of sexual misconduct. And do you think, sorry, if you don't want to talk about this, that's fine. But just to probe that a little bit further, do you think that was a recognition of the fact that it was your first day? You were probably feeling a little bit sort of maybe not vulnerable, but, you know, conspicuous, trying to figure out what the rules of the place are. Like you said, right, there's all these unwritten rules about how people behave and what they are and aren't allowed to do. And you're kind of there in the place figuring it out. Do you think the person you're talking about identified that in you and took advantage of the situation? What, what do you think was going on there? I think, not to be arrogant, but it wouldn't happen now. Because I don't think that Tory advisor knew who I was. I think he thought that I was very junior right. and very new to it all and I wouldn't say anything about it. He didn't realise that I was this really mousy <laughs> <laughs> from, from Joe. Yeah. Um, 
I think there was like in the kind of aftermath of that, when he kind of did figure out and put together who I was, there was like odd. He sent me a load of apologies and was trying to be friends with me and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. And anyway, he got banned from the bar. So not from the estate, from the bar. But and that's actually that's adequate, adequate punishment for what he did. I mean, it was quite relieving to know that he wouldn't be in the bar. Yeah. Um, I think it's really hard to explain because when we're talking about the culture, you basically put the most powerful people in the country with the least powerful. Like the junior staffers, the junior reporters, they're on, you know, their salary is like 20 grand, early 20s. The MPs are, you know. Mm very powerful status and they can buy drinks and they can invite these staffers in. If you're Jeffrey Cox, you can buy a lot of drinks. Quite. Um, on a Diva Sahara but not now that he's had to pay the tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not now. He's he's hard up. Yeah. He's hard up at the moment. Um, but yeah, that weird, odd power dynamic and slant, I think is why harassment is so ubiquitous. Because if you are a 23-year-old and you've got your dream job working for an MP in Parliament, like you can be overcome by like the, the pomp of all of it, the mother of all parliaments you're working in, why would you jeopardise your position by potentially ratting in an MP who has assaulted you? Yeah. You know? I think it's, it's like that really classic sort of Me Too type environment where people, sort of gatekeepers and people in positions of power abuse that power and you almost end up in a, in a situation where it's, a, it's an open secret, right? That, yeah. As was the case with Weinstein. Like, you know, you, re you read the the reporting around it and people eventually sort of coming out and saying everyone had a Harvey story. Like everyone, everyone, everyone knew about Harvey and monsters like that were able to operate in that environment for years, decades. Well, look at Charlotte Nichols. Charlotte Nichols, who is the Labour MP, she has a, she was given a list when she first entered Parliament of MPs to stay away from. By Philip Schofield? Was that like the David Cameron thing or... Oh, okay. Right. No, sorry. Right. No, I get it. Yeah, now. Yeah. We should put that clip in here because it's just actually just quite an amazing, yeah, yeah, amazing mad. clip. There could have been a paedophile ring amongst the elite of Great Britain that led all the way to Downing Street. Momentary yes. cursory glance at the internet. It took me about three yeah. minutes last night to continually find a list of the same names. I have those names there. Those are the names on a piece of paper. You yeah. know the names on that piece of paper. Will you be speaking to those people? Look, look, I think, Philip, this is really important, right? Because there is a danger, if we're not careful, that this can turn into a sort of uh, a sort of witch hunt, particularly against people who uh, are gay. And I'm worried about the sort of thing you're doing right now, giving me a list of names that you've taken off the internet. Now, as I say, if anyone has any information about anyone who is a paedophile, no matter how high up in British society they are, that is what the police are for. Mad moment, mad moment in British politics. Sorry, go on. Um, no, that's it. She was given a list. And I, I, I mean, what? imagine coming to a place of work and on your first day, someone says like, oh, here's your mug. Here's where you get the coffee. Here's the printer. Oh, and here's a list of men that will uh, touch you up. Like, that's so mental. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I was thinking of, right? Um, I was trying to make the comparison when you were detailing that horrific story, right, on your first day, if that happened in another place of work, that person wouldn't be banned from going to a certain part of the office. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like that, that would be serious HR, probably gr almost certainly gross misconduct, almost certainly sacked, you know? Mm. And the rules, the rules evidently are different. The rules, they cater and suit and fit and enable people to get away with that kind of behaviour. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, deplorable, disgusting. I mean, 
is it so to go back to that question right about culture and individuals do you think there is something unique about westminster do you what why how 56 yeah 56 people like that's not right no it's not but then you've also got to think about the again going back to the culture or the precedent that has been set so like right at the top of that you've got mps like david warburton who has been you know expunged from the body politic because of his actions or you've got you know the various other mps that boris johnson covered up for i mean it's not just like a a male female problem it's male to male it's it's everyone yeah yeah you know but if you set that precedent which is if someone reports an allegation of sexual harassment and the prime minister is willing to cover it up then how on earth are you expecting like the normal you know machine or mechanisms of good policing to work at the bottom of the pile completely Mm. yeah completely when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Total Rhubarb. It's the Politics Show podcast. I mean, also this week as well, we're talk- this sort of comes in the context of the stories about Nick Cohen. Yeah. Coming out and... Another another Weinstein story, really. Yeah. Something that was so n- widely discussed, if you were in the arena, mm. but not talked about on the, on the stage. So just to catch up in case you haven't heard the story, Nick Cohen was a very prominent columnist at The Observer. Yep. A couple of years ago, Madison Marriage, who is a journalist, brought to the editor of the Financial Times um, several allegations that had been made against him by several different women. Two of them were willing to go on record with their name and she had several other pieces of information that inexplicably proved the allegations made against him. I should just say that Mr Cohen has denied all allegations that were levied at him when he spoke in a phone interview with The Guardian. The FT editor actually turned down the story. She said that it wasn't of interest. No one knew who Nick Cohen was. Not enough of a business angle. Yeah, and then surprisingly, even Private Eye turned it down, which really surprises me because Nick Cohen was writing for Private Eye at the time. Do you not want me to say that? No, you can say that by all means. <laughs> no, I just no, I was I was raising my eyebrows because I was going to say I don't think it is surprising because, like you said, he was writing for Private Eye. Yeah, you know, is it is it a surprise that they're not? This, I mean, sorry to interrupt you mid-flow, but I just w- would like to illustrate, you know, the the reason we know about this is because the New York Times wrote it up. Yeah. It's not because the British media wrote about it. And I think, as you've just mentioned there, Private Eye, the Financial Times, even people within the Observer, I mean, obviously you're never going to get that. You're never going to be able to pitch a story where you say, oh yeah, so-and-so um, is actually a sexual predator and I want to out him in our own paper. Yeah. Um, maybe if you're a courageous editor, maybe you would do that. But it's an open secret. 
And anyway, we can come back to this. Sorry, I, I just realized. No, 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 I think that's the perfect. No, you did not at all. I think that's that's exactly it. Why did an American-based newspaper have to reveal this? Now, surely, if the defense made by the Financial Times editor that no one knew who Nick Cohen was actually stood, then an American newspaper is not going to write it up, yeah, are well, they? New York Times interested. And look, maybe you didn't know who he was, but I think Observer Columnist has been sexually harassing, allegedly, young women. I think that's a story. That yeah. that that is a story. No, of course it is. But you know, I was looking at this like so. The editor Paul Webster, uh, Webster of the Observer, when Nick Cohen left, because he did, he just left quietly or whatever. He wrote a statement, which which said, "We would like to thank him for his long contribution and service. Nick Cohen has been a brilliant columnist whose incisive, emphatic writing has been a big part of the Observer for more than twenty years." That's how he left the Observer, not in disgrace, not quietly. He left with a thank you and praise. What a fucking scumbag. Sickening. And then again. I think, was it health reasons was that was they gave or something like that? That's why he sat down. It was, yeah, it was health reasons. Yeah. The health of his like ability to keep his hands in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, off like young female intern. Yeah. Allegedly. But again, that's the, that's the culture that I guess we're talking about. If at the top of it, someone as big as Nick Cohen and the, can be defended by the editor, if you are in payroll at the observer and someone treats you in a way that you don't find appropriate why would you report it why would you feel that you could report it mm. yeah and the new york times did the, did the job for the british media i mean they did the same thing right with the trojan horse affair you know ex- expose the inadequacies of of the british media like it's all it's all there to see why is an american paper doing the job of the british media there are some things that the new york times does which obviously are like just slightly ridiculous in the way they're sort of like you, you, they go viral on Twitter sometimes, right, where they're just like panhandling London or like restaurants in London or making out that the rest of the country is some sort of like Brexit cesspit, yeah. which are, are always quite painful. But there are other parts of their of their reporting which are actually really good. They fill, the, they fill a gap that sort of some of the other British broadsheets um, don't fill themselves with their on-the-ground reporting. In, the international edition of the New York Times is, is pretty good. Um, and I wonder whether, first of all, Maybe this isn't a conversation to have now about sort of subscriber models and how strong the New York Times is right now. <laughs> um, we'll have that conversation another day. But it speaks to the, the 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 club, right? The the members club, if you will, of British journalism. And it's something that you're sort of privy to by being a member of the lobby, right? There's the... the... Being a touched up member of the lobby. I really, sh- I really shouldn't be laughing at you, at you making that joke. Um, yeah. The the it's it's basically it's it's us and our mates and I just I've I've fundamentally felt this for an incredibly long time all, all the time I've worked in media is if you are friends with people it makes it so much harder for you to tell the truth about them and that goes for MPs as much as it, as much as it does for other journalists you know um, I remember I went to a talk by Neville Thelbeck who was a well, it was a hack. He kind of did the. Was probably a bit unfair. He's a journalist. He was a tabloid journalist. He did like the. He got the Rebecca Lou story um, with David Beckham, etc. And he was talking about the value of being sort of outside of the main pack of journalists, like being being a lone wolf that everyone else hated, because it meant that he never felt any obligation to kind of join the huddle after PMQs and and say the same thing as everyone else. Not that he was doing that, but it's an example within political journalism. He. He never felt bad about writing a story because, you know, one of his mates was involved. And so how is it going to reflect on them? He was he was happy to tell the truth, to stick the knife into people because 
it wasn't um you know it, he wasn't bound by the by the bonds of friendship and i've always enjoyed the fact when i've been at politics joe that we've never really been sort of inside the tent and i think it made has made it quite difficult for you going into that environment to then be having having come from a publisher where we're very much like ripping the piss out of these people quite relentlessly all of the time to then go and be in the parliamentary estate hanging out with them um and talking and i'm not trying to say that this is like you know they get, hate us yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking hate us yeah um sometimes i'll be in lobby and i'll be like sitting at the back and i go to ask a question people will actually physically turn around and like be like yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly Oh, bringing up Rwanda again, all right? Will you just let them give us their fucking excuses in peace, all right? Like, no, com- completely, completely. And and I and I think it's I think this is a really neat, ob- neat neat example that demonstrates that. You know, I don't expect most normal people to know who Nick Cohen is, but I just really like to emphasize the point that within British political journalism, he is a known name. He is he is a big he's a you know I was going to say big time. I don't know if you can be big time in a political journalist in Britain, but he is. You know, he's a columnist, he writes about politics for the Observer. He is known. And for no one to be talking about this in what was, like we were saying earlier, an open secret, really, about these allegations, how does it not get picked up? And I I don't know. I struggle to reach for an explanation other than it's we're all we're all mates, we take care of each other. Mm. Um and obviously there's 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 other really, really egregious examples of that all across the press. But um yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking depressing. Mm. Should we leave it there? Put a happy place to. Yeah, I think so. Great. Thanks for listening to the Politics Joe podcast. Uh, see you on the next one. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.